Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to another, number two, Winter Meetings edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Ferris, just as it was yesterday when we last spoke uh, about your Toronto Blue Jays, who are, uh, they're keeping their names in the news quite a bit, I guess. Uh, we're also attaching their name to news because there is big news that happens and it has a direct impact on the fortunes of your Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, joining me to talk all about all of this exciting stuff, uh, joining me, uh, as always, King Shit of Fuck Mountain. <laughs> Old reliable King Shit of Fuck Mountain. Yeah. Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I am still doing all right. You're doing as well as you were yesterday? I'm doing better. They're, they're serving, uh, or serving, they're selling at the LCBO little uh, half Mickeys of peach schnapps now. Dr. McGillicuddy's. So, uh, half your, Mickeys? Yeah, get yourself on down. You feel like a big man going up to the counter with your palm bays and your, your peach schnapps. But you don't care, because who, who cares what anybody drinks? Uh, you're just going to enjoy that sweet, sugary rush of uh, delicious peach schnapps. Uh, speaking of the LCBO, if I could put in an unsolicited plug, uh, the uh, your friends and mine at uh, Leftfield Brewery, they have a coffee porter. What's it called? Oh, Bricks and Mortar. Bricks and Mortar Coffee Porter is available in the LCBO now, which nice. was like a, nice. a, a small run of theirs. And uh, as everyone who listens to this show knows, that hops are trash. Uh, so anytime any of it, like a small brewery is willing to go in a dark direction, I'm all for it. I think that's, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. So so hook up the good people at Leftfield Brewery with uh, some of your holiday dollars. As I don't know what it is, but the LCBO gets bonkers at during the holiday times. I think it's because people need to drink to deal with their families. That's a, not, a, not an unfair <laughs> characterization. Uh, I did the spiel yesterday. Again, we thank everyone for sticking with us and for supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash birdsallday. If you haven't been over there, uh, take a spin, see what's up. We've got you know some levels, some echelons, some layers that people can get to. Uh, if you if you help us out and, and keep uh, and support the podcast and keep us going, uh, we'll do some cool stuff. We've, we did uh, some live podcasts last year. We'll try to do some more fun things like that in the coming season. Um, uh, yeah, let me can, tell you this. We could do another one of those. Hmm? Sure, yeah. Sometime we can you do don't, another one of those, yeah. Birds all day has we have done. This is, I believe, number ninety-two mm-hmm. between uh, between the. Well, I mean, we might actually be more than that. I don't know, ninety-three uh, between the the few the mini pods that we started to do that just t- sort of morphed into longer solo podcasts. Mm-hmm. We've been doing not, we've, we're coming up on a hundred of them. We've been doing it for two seasons. Um, during those two seasons, the Toronto Blue Jays have been to the American League Championship Series twice. <laughs> and yet we're still such balls of sunshine i don't want to say that <laughs> that correlation equals causation yeah. but your you, you know your mission here is clear i think that's a great point yeah that's a very good point you know i just think it's something to let it roll around in your head a little bit as as you watch the red Sox blow their brains <laughs> out i'm signing everybody and trading for the one of the best pitchers in baseball i think you know what i can't go and make Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins uh, make winning transactions. What my the only transact- transaction that I can do is to support the podcast with a one hundred percent playoff success rate in terms of reaching the playoffs as a ent- entity covering the team. I can't think of anybody else who can make that same claim. That's right. Yeah, 
Remember that. And remember when you go over to iTunes <laughs> and, uh, and and subscribe uh, and offer, offer us a ra- uh, rating or a review. Perhaps you could write a review being like, I listened to this podcast uh, through two different post-seasons. That's pretty good. Think about it. Yeah, it's not bad. Think about it. It's not bad. Uh, because we did just did this yesterday, we're probably not going to take a break. We didn't take a break yesterday. No, either. we didn't. We just rambled for like 55 minutes straight. Yeah. Oh, did we ever do that? So we're going to keep it tight. Keep it clean. Well, we're not going to keep it clean, but we're going to keep it moving. Let's first talk about uh, Jose Bautista. So there was a, seems like a little bit of, there wasn't a lot of Jose Bautista chatter as compared to Evan Encarnacion um, in the leading uh, days and weeks before yeah, the whole today. Month, basically, yeah. And then it seems like the floodgates kind of opened a little bit. Now it's pretty standard winter meetings type stuff where he's, uh, Bautista and his, his representatives are just kind of working the rooms, going from suite to suite. Seems like talking with people who may or may not be interested in his services. But mm-hmm. it got a little bit of, you know, oh, well, oh, Cleveland. Cleveland was talking with Bautista, and then the Jays were talking with Bautista, which gets everyone excited. The Jays were there, again, reconnecting and talking contract and seeing what's out there. Yep. Um, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's funny that it got everyone excited, but it's also not. Because uh, I think it would be great, personally. You're, you are all in. I think you declared yourself all in, right? I'm I mean, all in. Yeah. I'm all in on him playing right field every day. Uh, you know, maybe he takes some at-bats away from one of the many juggernaut type of <laughs> fire hydrant-shaped individuals the Blue Jays have signed to be first base and DH types. Uh, and that's okay. But uh, I, I'm all in on re-signing Jose Beck. As, as, as long as it's hmm? not Steve Pierce. Don't take away at-bats from Steve Pierce when he's healthy. Come on. Or facing a left-handed pitcher. Don't take a bats away from yeah, Steve Pierce. You can, yeah, you can take those away. Um, or no, I, I was scolded. It's a, right, it's a right-handed pitcher. Just, yeah, well, uh, yeah, don't take the left. Yeah. If he's healthy you right. or and facing a lefty, yeah, let, let him go nuts. Yeah. I was scolded by Mike Aziza of CBS for saying, I was like, hey, hey get, bring back Jose Bautista. And he said, no, don't do that. <laughs> he yeah, said, why? take that pick and run. Yeah, that's that. That is sort of the thing, right? I mean, it's like they're kind of be, they would be bidding against themselves if they are are really you know trying to land Bautista and 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 if there's other suitors for Bautista because you know not bidding against themselves in a direct way except that they would be bidding to get rid of that pick that could be coming to them otherwise. So that's what makes me think uh, it's there's you know more smoke than fire there because uh, you know i'd love to see it I, I i don't know if i'm all all in like you I, I think dexter fowler is a is probably a better fit and i don't know what the the contract dollar is going to end up being for bautista but uh i think the term will be shorter but the salary will be similar um but yeah it it, it it's hard to see them you know, going back and forth and having another team involved being like, okay, this is what the, the offer that we have. And the Jays you know, sitting there thinking, well, how much do we really want to up this offer if that means we get a pick back? We have to factor that all in. Uh, if it's an either or where it's like, well, if we don't get Fowler, we'll go after Bautista. That's that's maybe one thing because it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you lose a pick either way in the, in, in that situation. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, it just seems so lukewarm until this point. And there aren't a lot of, I guess, great alternatives out there. So if they, if that's what that really is, if it's Fowler uh, or Bautista, and if it, or if it's you know they're talking to Jose to make Fowler, you know maybe shit or get off the pot, that would be, uh, that could be a thing too. But uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Like all of this shit, I guess. Uh, but I, I would welcome it too. 
Don't get me wrong. I just kind of like that Dexter Fowler idea. There's a lot to like. Uh, I was I was attempting to mount a maybe Dexter Fowler is overrated, and he is coming off of a career season. For sure. and he is whatever thirty years old, uh, but he is a good player, and he has maybe not been as good as he showed last year, but he's always been solid. Um, even if you ratchet his dad, his you know Colorado numbers down a little bit, mm-hmm. there's a lot to like, and he does bring that precious precious versatility. Um, he's a switch hitter who can play the outfield, and he'll probably be a corner outfielder. Um, for as long as Kevin Pillar um, can brand himself the starting outfielder, uh, and they have to take it away from him. Well, as long as he can hit well enough to do that, yeah. Yeah, well, at some point they're going to have to take it away from him if he doesn't hit. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with them having you know a ready-made replacement for him in that event. Not that, not that I'm ready to run uh, Pillar out of town, but uh, he didn't hit real well last year. Sure would be nice if there was someone pushing him a little bit in in one direction or another. If that's Dalton Pompey being like, no, no, I'm the center fielder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a great outfielder and stuff, but I can hit and run the bases in a bit more of an effective way than yourself. Cool. Speaking, um, uh, speaking of uh, Fowler, uh, before we move on, uh, before you say whatever you were going to say, uh, being overrated, I was dealing with the Ben Revere truther uh, before I got on the podcast here who was like, why would you want Fowler when you can have Ben Revere? Because is, one of them is bad and one of them is good. Is that did that yeah, work for them? I had, apparently they they were not convinced by that. They uh, they have similar numbers. I was told. So I think this person's looking at batting average and RBIs. Unfortunately, uh, but yeah, you are correct. One is bad and one is good. Wow. Yikes! I don't. Know I, what did, to say I don't about like that. this Revere idea at all. I mean, he was just so terrible last year. I I, I love the idea of you know Ben Revere being a guy. On a minor league deal with an invite, that's great. If he can, if he wants to hit his way onto the team and 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 force something, and they don't have anything else locked in, or he's an injury, uh, you know, replacement kind of guy or cover for for the outfield and and willing to go to Buffalo, that sounds beautiful. But he was just such trash last year. You can't you can't lock a guy like that into an actual roster spot. Can you um, pick? Which version of Ben Revere you get? Can you say, I want Ben Revere to come play for the Blue Jays, but I want him to be as good as he was for that two months when he was with the Jays origin- or the last time? Yeah. Um, and I just want that to extend out for the life of the deal. That would, um, be, that would be great. Yeah, If absolutely. you could sort of pick and choose when and how good he got to play. Uh, but I don't he, think that's He was case. very good. He was where he was good then. Maybe not. Maybe very good. Maybe even very good. I he was fine. Know. He was on an yeah. ideal match. I, but I, again, did not, I did not like it at the time, and I, I ate many words because of it. Uh, but also those two months are like an outlier in the rest of his career. I think, uh, not by a ton, but, uh, mm. was definitely getting on base better and, and, uh, had a great little two months for himself there. Can't take it away from him. What a magical time it was in all of our lives. Uh, breaking news here during the podcast. looks mm. like the Rays have signed Wilson Ramos, oh, which yeah. is a good, a nice little piece of business for them. I don't know if he's going to be able to catch right away, but, uh, they're the Rays. They are always up to something. And he's a decent player when he can when he's a catcher. Um, you, uh, we've talked about it a lot, and you just covered it. Sort of what the ramifications or the implications of maybe Jose Bautista returning to the Blue Jays. We know what it means for for um, here. Uh, there was some interesting news. There was talk that he was meet, met with the Dodgers, or the Dodgers were interested in Jose Bautista, maybe, mm-hmm. which could be fun. They have a thousand outfielders. I swear, I don't know how. Anyone figures that's gonna still work, but uh, like their outfield depth chart is is long. It's probably ten times longer than the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays outfield depth chart has two names on it. 
There's so many guys yeah. on this list. <laughs> yeah. Andre Ethier, Michel Puig, Jack Peterson, Trace Thompson, Kiki Hernandez, Andrew Tolls. Like, there's just all these guys. Darren Ruff now? Everywhere. But, uh, and well, they've a lot got, of them not particularly good. A lot of those guys are decent. I like, yeah. I like Andre Ethier. I think he's fine. From one side, yeah, he's okay. Puig, I would take all the flyers on Puig, obviously. Oh, you give me all the SEO Puig you got. Yeah. I can't get enough. I don't I don't think the Dodgers quite feel the same, but No, they don't. They were ready to trade him for Ryan Braun of all people. Um Scumbag. And of course there was a Cleveland uh, sighting, I guess again, making the rounds. Cleveland is there there my dad is a pig, I think you could say. <laughs> Uh, and he had, we talked about his strategy when he would go out to the nightclubs in the 70s. And mm-hmm. he, his thing was, you, this is going to, this, I, I, let me warn you, pre-warn. Yeah, please. Uh, my dad's idea was like, you look for the one o'clock girl, but you find her at 10 o'clock. So you're not like <laughs> desperately searching and groping around that last call. That, that's his philosophy. Uh, that Cleveland looks, seems like they're doing that. Yeah. Right. They're they're trying to like jump. They're trying to jump the queue in terms of oh he's going to be looking for a pillow contract. Oh he hasn't got the deal he wants. We're here to scoop up, you know, the pieces at the end. Uh, but they were trying to do it at the beginning. Yes. It's Which not it work. still is the beginning. Yeah. It good is rem- very much reminder, still the yeah. beginning. Yeah. So I don't think I mean, that was the news that came. You, you know, you and I made our jokes yesterday about the Cleveland signing Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, then they were they were soundly, you know, shouted down. In the time since, you know, late last night and during the day. Like, yes. Cleveland was never serious because they're just... He's going to get his money. He's not in any hurry. He's not rushed or panicked or or pressured by the by the downward pressure of the free market. He'll be fine. He will get his money. Bautista will probably get some money. Not maybe the... There was another, I think, five-year, hundred... I don't know. He wants lots of money still. Of course he does. Good luck with that. There was another name. Jose Bautista met with a team that potentially was interested in them, uh, the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They've been attached to a few different teams. Yeah. And the Orioles, apparently, the Orioles uh, front office or Orioles brass or however you want to describe them, they were frank with Jose Bautista and said, uh, we are interested. We would love to help. You know, obviously, it would be great if you played here. We have a lot. You, know, you have a lot to offer. We have a need. You're a great player. But I don't. But they said, and I'm, I'm gonna. I don't want to add too much kind of paraphrasing or add too much editorializing to to John Heyman's tweet. But he said his line was, "Hold on, let me let me get it here, mm-hmm. so I don't um, butcher it too much." Uh, <laughs> what did he say? Oh, here we go. Yeah, John tweet Heyman's tweet said uh, they told the JB Camp O's fans just don't like him. So, I mean, it's easy to maybe build up some outrage towards that. But I'm sure that it was probably more in jest. You know what I mean? Like, we'd love to, you know, if we signed you, our fans would kill us. Ha ha, chuckle, chuckle, elbow, elbow. But, you know, we're just trying to win ball games here. And everyone would be, it wouldn't take too many shots into the left field seats and they'd be all in. I'm sure that was more of the conversation. Uh, and it's true. But also, two things. Mm-hmm. Fuck the Orioles. Obviously. God damn it. Uh, but the other thing is that is not as funny is how many teams do you think said that to Araldus Chapman this fall? Right. <laughs> right. How many times do you think a t- player said a team that met with him and said, obviously, Araldus, 
you are one of the best relievers literally of all time. You throw 104 miles an hour. We would love to have you, but you're a shitty person, and our team doesn't want to be in the business of having you, and our fans would kill us. Do you think that conversation happened even once? Even once? That somebody would have the balls to say that to Raldis Chapman? No fucking way. They, might, they can say it, they they can say it to it. Bautista. Yeah. They can say our fans don't like you because you're good and we're a joke and you make our idiot sidearm pitcher look like a fucking chump all the time. But they won't <laughs> say it to Aroldis Chapman who who was accused uh, of very serious and heinous crimes. And to me, that's bullshit. That makes me really angry. I, your your anger is quite justified. I also like, uh, I don't know if you saw Jake Goldsby, our old friend, Jake's tweet. <laughs> it says the Baltimore Orioles fan base prefers classier players than Jose Bautista, like noted hate crime perpetrator Delman Young, for example. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. They, they, oh, they, would bring, they bring him back, they brought him back every year. They're the only team that would give him a job. Yeah, it's it's trash. It's garbage, and it's garbage. The fact that they, it's okay to say that and not address the other more serious things. Uh, there was a report today, the Giants uh, or yesterday, the Giants signed Mark Melanson. Of course, uh, a report said that the Giants met with Kenley Jansen and Mark Melanson and did not ever meet. And Mark Melanson strangled all those people. I know. Well, he's got bodies. There's going to be so many dead bodies. They're going to be floating in McCovey Cove. They're going to be just everywhere. Uh, no, but seriously, the Giants just didn't meet with Chapman, so maybe they had their own reservations. But they didn't. It was never something that I would assume that was ever said to him. Uh, but again, that just that 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 was my immediate reaction. Um, and maybe I'm just a, a. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking to be outraged, but that pissed me off, and it made me think that that conversation would never have happened if he had actually done bad things. But people are so free and easy to hate on somebody for personality stuff as opposed to being an actual garbage person. Well said. No, that's you're absolutely right. That's uh, complete horseshit. And, you know, what else would you expect from the trash Baltimore Orioles? Fucking shitbirds. Now, real, I'm going to segue here. <laughs> okay. From the Jose, oh, from the from outrage, but the Jose Bautista thing, and, and how, uh, as I mentioned, Mike Aziza was like, take that draft pick and run. You and I um, are have been very vocal in our trade all your prospects position, uh, but I I think I, that I, it's you're, you've hmm? been a little more you've been so vocal you haven't noticed that I'm not that vocal. <laughs> I and I am vocal, yeah. But I think that I I want to make sure that we're not glossing over. Another part of that, which is, in order to trade your prospects, you need to acquire prospects. Yeah, that's and in, true. in order to trade prospects for desirable big league pieces, you need to develop prospects and have teams believe in your development, such that you can create assets that you can then turn into big league talent. And the Jays have been very good at that. Are you saying that Ben Jarrington is just sort of here? They're just they're, they don't really need him to do anything. Just sit in the corner. But we want every team to know that you're here. So your your developmental system skills are, uh, especially after they blow the team up in, in mid July, uh, <laughs> and and get all those new pieces into the system. Uh, Charrington just his presence alone will be a, a real asset. I think when they try to trade, you know, those pieces farther just down in, the road. Just in branding, just pure PR. Yeah. Just just having him in the room. He's in the room. Yeah. You know, wow, that guy, <laughs> he knows what he's talking yeah. about. Bogarts, bets, yeah. 
But that's okay. So the, obviously, uh, everyone who's listening to this presumably knows the the Boston Red Sox acquired Chris Sale today. Uh, Chris Sale's probably one, probably my favorite player uh, pitcher in baseball. Used I would say to top, be. I hope used, used to be, be. <laughs> top five pitcher in the game. Uh, pitcher on a insanely affordable uh, contract. Uh, one of the things I know I cheer for the most. Well, because it <laughs> because as we all have, again as we discussed yesterday. It allows the team flexibility to do other things. It is wonderful, right? Yes, you can. And and I was thinking about this. I, I don't want to get too far away from my main point here, but the Royals are maybe potentially blowing up their team a little bit, looking to trade maybe uh, Gerard Dyson and Wade Davis was reportedly. I think uh, Jeff Passan, you, Stone, and I were talking about it off air uh, that Passan was very much like Cubs are getting Wade Davis. He's walked it back twice now. Yes, I saw softening the, the language. Too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think the Royals and say the Pirates are another are a good example of if it's time to move on. Those two teams are cheap, and they won't pay guys to go away, right? Like if the like are the Royals in a position where they would pay the freight on an Alex Gordon trade, for example, if they wanted to really blow it up and 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 rebuild the farm system that. Won them the World Series, frankly. Uh, I don't think that they are. The Red did Sox... The, did, the, hmm? did their farm system produce luck? Well, it produced players who... Uh, <laughs> yes, yes yeah. it did. But anyway. Okay. Uh, so, so oh, where was I going with it? So, anyway, the Red Sox traded Juan Moncado. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Kepish? Andrew Kepish or whatever? Uh, Cop- yeah, Cop- yeah. I made, a, I made a the Burbs pun, like the Klopex. Oh, right. <laughs> and two other players who are further down, uh, you know, in their top ten. And they also traded for Thornburg today, uh, but they did all that without taking a real, a single player from their everyday roster. They acquired one of the five best pitchers in baseball without giving up anybody from their everyday lineup that won the American League East, uh, which is astounding. It's crazy to think that. Now they gave up Juan Moncada, who's the number one, who was the number one prospect in baseball. And Red Sox fans who are out of their fucking mind, frankly, are have been hugging prospects so, for so long that they are upset. They're the oh, I paid too much. The fuck they did? They got Chris Sale. The point yeah. is, yeah. the okay. point is, the Red Sox money, and you you made this point well in a couple different posts, which is they spend it and they spend it and they can they they can paper over their mistakes, but they can also spend it in a way. That nets them big things. So they spend thirty million dollars on Moncada. They spend thirty million dollars on the luxury tax, and then they and he plays eight games for the team, and they move him out because he's an incredibly valuable piece who they helped uh, develop and improve a little bit. But obviously, there was so much there. That's why they were happily spending sixty million dollars on a guy who's never really you know play who was coming out of Cuba. Mm-hmm. To and they were able to strengthen their bullpen. It, like think of what they've done in the last year. They traded, they traded for Craig Kimbrell. They traded for, uh, they, well, they traded for Rick Porcello in a bit of a different trade. They traded for Drew Pomerantz. They traded for now Chris Sale. Like their the team is, is is laden with talent because of trades they were able to make because of the way that they develop players, which is crazy. And they, like the Red Sox, they fuck me up so bad because they're so good at this. Yeah. That well, anything they, that they do, I'm convinced is the right move, even if they, they don't they, have the yeah. success. Yeah, they don't, and they and they don't need those prospects because on the other side of the coin, they uh, 
you know, sometimes they need the prospects. Sometimes they, they, you know, work their way through the system, but then also they spend money on David Price too. Uh, mm-hmm. they spend money on, on, you know, Sandoval and, and Hanley aren't really <laughs> great examples of, of yeah, working out. Fine. But yeah. Hanley's been totally fine uh, after, especially after the first year and, and, uh, or even just the first half of that first year, I think. And, uh, yeah, and 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 covering over the mistakes is a big thing, and having the players behind them to to do that is a big thing. Yeah, they're just they're just a damn fucking well run organization. It's frustrating. It really, it, I mean, it's it's frustrating in that we hate them, but it's it is admirable because you look at the players that that they had that won. They've won three World Series in the last you know twelve years, um, because they were you know they bring up guys like Pedroia, and so you get all of the high marginal value. Uh, years of him when he's making the minimum or he's going through arbitration but then he's your guy and you see how good he is and you can sign him to a contract extension that's way below what you get in free agent and you can keep him as a core player and then you've got guys like clay buckles who is not any great shakes but he has been a innings eater and contributor of very varying degrees uh for the better part of a decade and then they bring up again they've made all those trades they've traded so many players and they still have Jackie Bradley Jr. making the minimum, and Mookie Betts, who finished second in the, in the MVP voting, uh, Andrew Benintendi. I, I think one thing that I don't think that we talk about enough is the fact that the Red Sox spent a lot of this decade wherein they've won two division titles and won the World Series once. The other years, they tanked. They literally tanked, right? They got a lot of really high draft picks, and they've but the Red Sox seem to do really well with those draft picks. And if they even if they don't, then they're able to turn those guys around. Benintendi was like the 13th pick overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he flew through the system, and now he's a big leaguer and to the point where Red Sox fans were freaking out about giving him up, and they didn't have to, to get Chris Sale. God fucking damn it. <laughs> it's crazy. It's cra- it's interesting to see how uh, their philosophy, the Cubs' philosophy too, seems to be the opposite of what the Jays have been doing for a long, year, long time, where the Jays were just going for pitching and pitching and pitching in the draft, and these guys are uh, you know, position players after position players, even... You know, who's their best, like one of their better young arms in the on the big league rosters? Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez came over in a trade. You know they're they're, they're developing some arms, but it's mm-hmm. but it's really the remarkable stuff is on the position player side. And, and one wonders seeing the success that the the Cubs are having and the Red Sox and uh, the Astros, I guess, uh, similar with uh, they've had a lot of success with position players. I think mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's maybe that's where that's going. Maybe it's too late for it to go that way, but that's probably. Uh, you know, to bring it back to a Jays perspective and thinking about Charrington, maybe that's uh, that's somewhere that they're going to go. I don't know. But I think the Jays have had success um, and in mm-hmm. in developing pitchers as well, right? There was for a long time it, it seemed like when the Jays they were able to turn just about anybody into uh, into a league average pitcher, and then they were able to turn those kind of guys around, right? I mean, obviously yeah. the big one was 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 Syndergaard, uh, that that was a huge deal but let's not forget like anthony discofani was another guy and and just nicolino discofani is a guy who's getting trade you know attention now with cincinnati so you know a, a second club down the road so there are obviously our teams that are are showing the playbook uh, playbook and it's not a, it's not a secret you can look through research all over the hardball times and fangraphs and everybody baseball reference they show the expected future value or whatever or the expected return on a top 100 position player right. is higher than a pitcher, a pitcher yeah. because the flame out rate is just not there but at that same time there's how many teams they can't figure out how to get pitchers or because pitchers um flame out you're always 
looking in the in the market for more and the red sox are, are an example so you know the, there's a kind of the other side to that coin where if the jays are, have shown an aptitude for developing pitching and i think that they have mm-hmm. then they're able to turn those players into their everyday players and the blue jays unlike some of the teams i mentioned earlier are happy to take on salary they're they have that kind of money and and the cheap rogers thing that again we touched on yesterday the, what was it 2011 the jays payroll was was 70, 70 million dollars 70 million i mean that's pairing stuff back from some of the you know the late richardi years and i think that's the i think that was probably the first year where vernon wells was off the books but still mm-hmm. 70 million yeah and now it's what it's going to be in the 160 neighborhood this that's, year we think that's what they're saying yeah it's that's, as as the Canadian dollar has gone, you know, has sunk in in that time as well. So yeah, the cheap mm-hmm. Rogers thing is uh, convenient. Like you talked convenient. about yesterday about how you know every team has a budget and every team will will hit that point. So it'll be interesting to see, though. I think your point is a good one, though. Whether or not the Jays continue down that road, where okay, well, we need to develop some more position players because um, because they haven't. Because well, when they, they trade Donaldson in July, uh, you know, maybe they can maybe they can tie Tulo or Martin to him and uh, get an even bigger, uh, you know, uh, clear out some money. Well, it'll be interesting to see what pieces they get back. Well, I, I, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to blow right through that. Please do, yeah. Uh, the Jays uh, baseball reference published the top ten Jays prospect list today, and even that, it's it's. Uh, I mean, Vlad, it's, two of the top three are position players: Anthony Alford and, mm-hmm. and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, but Sean Reed Foley uh, checked in at number one. It's nice, nice to have. Sure, but but although they don't think Vlad Guerrero will be able to play third base, so I don't rowdy. Think, I don't know that he's going to need to. No, where is he going to play? Or at DH, first base? Does he does he really need to play third? I thought. Twenty year old DH. I'd heard better reports on on that than than that. I think. The BA guys were saying that his, uh, uh, for some reason, his arm wasn't a plus in the outfield, but uh, having to do, you know, having to move more quickly, whatever it is, just uh, maybe just the footwork and just uh, just the playing at the position, it seemed to look better at third base. They were encouraged by it at least. He's also seventeen years old. Yep, crazy. So yeah, so it's a bit of a weird day, a weird day in uh, in Blue Jays land. In I'm sure. Way. I'm sure something huge will happen as soon as we stop recording. That's that's my theory. But uh, I don't know. I'm. I'm. You. You made the point in your story in your post about uh, you know it's easy to be kind of a, a piss and moan and be a baby about the the White Sox getting or the Red Sox getting uh, Chris Sale. But uh, it's really easy, yeah. But the Red Sox, <laughs> the Red Sox again, Sox it's Chris Sale, yeah. The they they ha- hope the hope is if you're a Blue Jays fan and uh, God you hate to say something asinine like trust the process. Oh God, yeah, but but their belief is that they could be a scaled, slightly scaled down version of what the Red Sox have done. And I think that's what what you would have to believe that that Shapiro wants to build, which he's built a version of that, or they built a version of that in Cleveland, um, but just without any kind of uh, financial support to do so. Right where the Jays maybe don't have it'd be interesting to see like a Fowler, right? I mean, well, Cleveland. Was it three, four years ago when they signed Michael Bourne? They kind of, excuse me, they, they mm-hmm. spent some money that one year. They kind of swooped in, signed Michael Bourne. They signed Nick Swisher. I think there was another another deal that they signed, and then they made the playoffs that year. But then and then both those contracts kind of went. That was twenty thirteen. Anyway, anyway, uh, but like they spent some money, but 
if if they can apply the same principles to the Jays, uh, again, back to the other thing, they targeted pitching. They built that crazy pitching staff, and now the talk is that they want to support it with a strong offense. So that's why they're talking to the guys like Edwin Encarnacion and Jose Bautista. Who knows? But Jays are in tough. They're in tough in that division. Uh, you know, the Rays are kind of on a bit of a treadmill right now, and the Orioles, God only knows what's going to happen to them. The Yankees are clearly rebuilding. Um, well, that's, they, not, that's not going to take that long with the, when, it's your, when you're the fucking Yankees. Probably. Well, then there's the t- there's that horror, the horrific idea that the Yankees are going to turn around and like trade all of these prospects for something crazy. Like Mike Trout. Josh Donaldson. That's not a, that much better. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My bro- my brain is broken from too long in front of the computer, yelling at people on Twitter. But yeah, no, I I, I will I will cease. I will cease the uh, the rebuild talk until it happens. The stupid Yankees. The two that was it the Daily News or the Post that ran that head that that cover with <laughs> Gary Sanchez and then. Bryce Harper and Manny Machado in Yankees oh, uniforms? Yeah. That's horrible. They, that, there ought to be a law. That's not allowed. God Did Toronto Sun do anything with Steve Stamkos? Yeah. Like that? Because <laughs> if so, then I'm definitely for there being a law. Or the guy that... Remember the guy running around with the Ruel Luongo Leafs jersey all those years ago? <laughs> that guy probably feels real good about that. Uh, I think that's it. That's all the time we've got. That's all the, we can't really we can prattle on. Well, this has gone on longer than anticipated, so I think uh, yeah, that's probably good. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, if something crazy happens again later this week, maybe we'll do another one. Indeed. But if not, we'll get back on the old weekly uh, grind. A couple, a couple more. Gotta keep churning out that content. Yeah. You know the content. The beast it is is never satisfied. Well, uh, it's, it's not as though their roster is fucking complete yet, so there will be things to talk about. Just go ahead and take a quick perusal of the outfield depth chart at any time, <laughs> at any time in the next until something happens. Just Ugh. give that give that one a gander and see how how well you feel. You don't want to maybe, you know, drink in some inky black darkness of the briny deep. Uh, <laughs> French Stoughton. My name is Drew Fairservice. Uh, Thank you for listening to this second day in a row version of Birds All Day.